Welcome to The John Chapman Show, where we talk about retirement readiness, strategies to help you grow and preserve your wealth so that you get the most from life with the money you do have. Are you on track? John is an employee of WorthPoint LLC. All opinions expressed by John and podcast guests are solely their own opinion and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of WorthPoint. This podcast should not be relied upon for investment decisions and is for informational purposes only. Cryptocurrency is catching all the buzz. So on today's episode, I chat with WorthPoint CEO, Christopher Van Slyke, on his perspective of this emerging asset class. What's unique about cryptocurrency is its ability to be a medium of exchange, like money or gold, but that it's also very secure and that it's handled independently of any government entity, which has predominantly handled the creation and distribution of money throughout history. But just as the internet was met with skepticism in the late 90s, cryptocurrency has also been met with a fair amount of skepticism. The two main issues I hope to address on this podcast are, first, is cryptocurrency here to stay? And second, as an investor, how should I make sense of the investment opportunities so that I don't miss out? As a disclaimer, today's conversation is for informational purposes only, and you should really chat with your advisor about your specific situation. But with that, let's dive into today's episode on cryptocurrency with WorthPoint CEO, Christopher Van Slyke. Christopher, thanks for joining me. Today, I'd like to discuss the topic of cryptocurrency. You can't go anywhere in the news without seeing stuff on Dogecoin or Ethereum or Bitcoin. I think for a lot of families that might have approached this initially with some confusion or skepticism, it seems as if it's something that it might be here to stay, whatever form that might take. So what I'd like to be able to discuss with you is, you know, for those people that may be a business owner or executive, and they're trying to save and invest and take care of their family. How does this apply to them and their situation? What, is it, what are some of the things that they need to worry about? First, regarding the hysteria you just mentioned about crypto, I noticed that it is that Coinbase crypto exchange is the number one app in the Apple App Store. So that tells me that this is now mainstream for mm-hmm. sure. So it, it's a good question. What What is it? What does it mean? How should people be thinking about it? In, in my opinion, it is real. It is a fundamental change in the way that we will exchange for goods and services. It, it changes the way we relate to government. It'll be big. You know, I think it will be as big as the internet. It, it has already surpassed the yen as the fourth largest currency in the world, Bitcoin. We're talking about Bitcoin. And we'll talk about crypto in general as a medium of exchange. So yes, it will be big and it will change the world in a positive way. No doubt about that. So I understand people's curiosity. I know it is the topic du jour. And I look forward to having a little chat about it. Yeah. Maybe if, can we talk a little bit about just some of the, the basic mechanics of it too? When someone says the word crypto, what we're really talking about is a, is a piece of software, a piece of code. So how do we make sense of some of these phrases that we don't really quite know when we're talking crypto and currency, but let's bring it down to something more tangible. Yeah, well, crypto is short for cryptography. And this came out of the world of crypt- cryptography, which is the way to secure things in the digital world so that they're not stolen and identities are stolen. That's, that's where the term comes from. But it, it is a safe and secure way 
to exchange information really, between individuals. And it has come to represent a store of value. I was looking into this topic the other day and uh, someone mentioned that salt was an important form of, it was a medium of exchange back in the day. Their beads have been mediums of exchange. So back in the, back in the day the, in the Roman empire, there was a, uh, there was a coin minted by the Caesar who, which, which they used. So the point is money. People will say that crypt, uh, cryptocurrency is not money. Well, money is whatever people say it is. And if people are willing to exchange things based on cryptocurrency, well, it's money. It is, it is a money, it's money that has evolved extra governmentally. Normally money is, is printed uh, by governments. This money has been developed in the private sector and is now being used widely by people to buy goods and services, store value. Yeah. I think something else that people feel confused about, Christopher, is why there's so many different coins out there. There's there's hundreds. So how do you make sense of all the coins that are floating out there? And what are you what are you paying attention to? Well, you know, kind of like in the early days of the internet, I think 1995, there were a lot of companies promising to exploit the internet for investors and consumers. And the same is true in the cryptocurrency market. Currencies are competing against each other to do a better job of being a store of value or a medium of exchange or other specialized things. So that's why there are multiple currencies is that they're invented by different people in an attempt to serve niche markets or the general market for what people are using cryptocurrency. So it's, it's really pretty exciting, much in the way that companies were competing in 1995 for serving people who are using the internet, cryptocurrencies are competing for your business. So I think acknowledging the fact that it's not something that's going to be a fad, it's not just going to go away, um, that it, it will materially change what our future is going to look like. I think that's an important acknowledgement. So now I'm starting to think about as an investor, yeah, maybe I've, I've heard of so many stories of maybe folks bragging about they got in at the right time and they made a lot of money last year or something like that. So there's sometimes this sense for, for folks that maybe haven't uh, invested in it, that they feel like they're missing out. As an investor, what's your perspective on investing in the space? Yeah, that's, this is a good time to mention the two separate questions we're addressing here. So is cryptocurrency here to stay? Is it meaningful? Is it going to change the world? Yes, I believe it is. That and what's called the blockchain, what it's built on. The other question that, that we're getting as a financial advice firm is, do I need to invest differently now that this has been invented? And that, that's a great question. In my view, investing in cryptocurrency, aside from its use as a store of value and a medium of exchange, is speculative. So there, there's always something. You know, people are talking about uh, cryptocurrency because Bitcoin has gone up to, you know, $50,000, $60,000 per coin. And of course, people are interested. But that doesn't mean that you as an investor should start piling your money into Bitcoin. Realize that if Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies are useful, then the, the companies that you probably own in your portfolio will incorporate that technology into their their business practices. And I trust the companies, the company managers to use that technology to leverage the rate of return I'm expecting as an investor on their own. I personally don't think that you need a separate allocation 
to a currency any more than you would buy a yen or a lira to, to add to your portfolio. Now, your portfolio owns currencies, right? The businesses use them every day and you'll begin using crypto in your own life. Now, if you need, if you want to start using cryptocurrency to purchase things, then that's a natural case for owning some crypto. But as part of an investment portfolio, I don't believe you should allocate uh, a separate tranche of money to what I would call a hot asset class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and specifically too, I'm always fearful of the cases where folks, you know, are bedazzled by a story or haven't done any due diligence for themselves and want to be able to get in because they see this as an opportunity for just another get rich type of scheme. There's and always course, something. There's right? a, yeah, and that, that's just real as, estate or every it's gold time or yeah, that comes with so much risk. And so, and and you know, but for for a lot of folks, maybe that's 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 only as one aspect of this. So you know, for others that are thinking, wow, this is valuable. This is extremely valuable. I think the world is going to look different in the future. So how do I participate or get an advantage of this? I think to your point, it doesn't necessarily require you to have to go out there and buy, you know, 10 or 15 or or 20 different coins in and of themselves to actually get the value from this. Because, you you know, you're referencing the, the, the tech boom back in the late 90s or the early 2000s. Just by holding normal names of public companies you still benefited as an investor because the companies were using the technology. Yeah. Is there is it. there any publicly traded company which didn't use the internet to do a better job of what it did? Right. And, the, you know, and Home Depot was able to have a website, have people buy online, find their prices, go to their stores. And naturally, Home Depot would have benefited from the creation of the internet and their website and all those things. And it wasn't as if you had to buy a piece of code from the internet to get that value to be produced in your portfolio, right? Yeah, you didn't have to learn HTML and start writing internet code. You, we all benefit when the standard of living is uplifted by these technologies. And if you're, invest, you're an investor, useful technologies are taken in by the businesses that you own in your standard portfolio. That's why I'm saying, I don't think you need a separate allocation to this particular technology because it's gonna be absorbed into the economy and into the businesses whose job it is to exploit all technology to deliver returns to investors. So I, that, that's why I'm saying, do you need a separate, you know, should I put 5% of my money in Bitcoin? Well, how much Bitcoin is already in your portfolio and why do you wanna put more into Bitcoin? Yeah. So that, that's kind I of want the way to chase I, the sexy return and buy a new yeah, Ferrari yeah, yeah. like the guy on Instagram. Did. We all do. Yes, yeah. we all do. But I, but I might say that by the time it's the number one app in the app store for a crypto exchange, that that bus may have left the station. Yeah. Sounds as if Christopher, then what you're saying that of course there, there is going to be a lot of value from the blockchain itself, but it might come, might take shape in lots of different ways because these coins, so to speak, are competing for each other. So Bitcoin has the big name right now, but I guess that, that could change in the future. No one, no one really knows. So, you know, if I'm again, a, a business owner an executive, I, I want to save and invest and grow my portfolio so I can take care of my family you're feeling as if I'm I'm not missing out on on something if I'm not like directly buying into all these coins right now. You're already benefiting from the value that cryptocurrency is, is adding to the economy, and you make a good point about who's going to be the winner in crypto. Anybody remember Yahoo? Right, that was that was the search winner, right? We all knew they had 
Super Bowl ads. And then along came Google, completely displaced them. Who heard of Facebook in, in 1995, right? It was a Netscape and uh, Microsoft. And then sure enough, they ended up uptaking internet technology and cleaning the clock of those original firms. So I don't even know which cryptocurrency is going to win. And I don't know how governments are going to react. And, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a lot out there. I do know that I have a lot of confidence that the that consumers and businesses, which we where we all participate economically, will use this technology in ways that we benefit from. And that you don't have to try to pick who's the winner. That's why when, when I'm talking about the speculation involved in crypto, it's trying to pick the winner. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't think we can. Any more than we could in 1995 foresee Facebook and Google, which didn't even, didn't even exist. I don't know that Bitcoin is going itself, which is a famous cryptocurrency, it's the first one. I don't know that it'll be the winner. So let's let's don't get in the business of trying to make that bet. Let's 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 participate in the economy using these cryptocurrencies as we need them as consumers. And let's trust the businesses that we own in our portfolio to use this technology and incorporate it into their businesses and leverage the profits that they're going to deliver to our portfolio. Yeah. And that seems to be really in line with what your wealth management philosophy is, you know, because at any given time, there could be something new that's sort of hot or sexy, but it seems as if this is in line with the way that you approach just wealth management in general. Markets work, let them. Yeah. Yeah. Markets themselves and market prices and uh, diversification, all those concepts still work. And this to me is, is no different than real estate or gold or whatever happens to be the flavor of the month in terms of hot ass. It's hot and it's sexy, but the, the bubble will burst and then we'll find out who the winner really is, but you won't have over leveraged yourself trying to bet on it and you'll be fine. So I, I think really the, at the end of the day, the message is here. Yes, it's a big deal. Yes, we're going to benefit, but no, you don't need to do anything differently in the way you invest. Yeah. Well, some wise words, Christopher. It's always good to hear your perspective. So I appreciate you stopping into the podcast today and giving us some wisdom. It's great to be here. It's been a long time. Glad to be back. All right. We'll have you back on soon. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to The John Chapman Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. We encourage your questions, comments, and feedback. For additional information, check out thejohnchapmanshow.com or look for John on LinkedIn and Twitter. See you next week.